So let's review. The previous Mishnah taught a Machlekes Remei Rabbi Yehuda regarding Litzvay Le'adayim V'tzvay Shachar. If a person asked an Uman to dye his wool red, but he dyed it black, or vice versa. Remei says, Naitin Le'demeit Samrei. The Uman pays the owner only for his wool, but not for the Shvach, and he keeps the wool. While Rabbi Yehuda holds, Im HaShevach Yeser Al Yitzia, Naitin Le'esa Yitzia. The tzavah receives only the lesser amount and he must return the actual wool to the owner. The Gemara relates, Yasev Rav Yisav Acherid Rav Abba Kamed Rav Huna. Rav Yisav was seated behind Rav Abba, who was seated before Rav Huna, and Rav Huna stated, Halachak Rav Yehuda, the final ruling is like Rav Yehuda, Ahadrin Rav Yisav Lape. Rav Yisav turned his face as an indication of, of objection to Rav Huna's statement. The Gemara explains that there is a klal, machlekes v'achkach stam, halachakistam. Wherever there is first a machlekes followed by a stam mishnah, we rule as the stam mishnah. Our case is likewise a machlekes v'achkach stam. The machlekes remei Rabbi Yehuda first appears in our mishnah, in Mesechtes Babakama, and then an anonymous mishnah, Mesechtes Babakama, rules like Rabbi Yehuda by stating, kalameshana yodai ala tachtayna. Nevertheless, Rafuna felt that he needed to state halachak Rabbi Yehuda because he holds that this cloud does not apply where the Machlekes and Stam Mishnah are in different Mesechtas, because ain't say the Mishnah. The Mishnahis are not necessarily in a specific order, and perhaps vice versa. It is Stam Ba'achach Machlekes, the Stam Mishnah followed by a Machlekes in which in Halachik is Stam. However, Rabbi Yisab disagreed and felt that it was not necessary for Rabbi Huna to state Halacha Rabbi Huda, because he holds Kula Nezikin Chad all three Mesechtas, Baba Kama, Baba Metziah, Baba Basra, are considered one Mesechta, and therefore, Yesh Seidel Mishnah, the Mishnahis are in a specific order of Machlekes V'achkastam, and Halachikistam, from which we already know, Halacha Rabbi Huda. The Gemara proceeds with two contradicting brises regarding Hanusin Mois L'Shluchai, Likich L'Chitna Malachim Emsayrin, Sayrin Malachim Emchitna. Someone gave his agent money to buy wheat, and they will share the profits, but the agent instead bought barley, or vice versa. One b'risa states, in pichsu pichsu loy, vim loy. The shleach owns the barley completely for both losses and profits, and the balhamois, the owner of the money, does not share in the profits or the losses. A second b'risa states, in pichsu pichsu loy, vim emtsa. The shleach alone suffers the losses, but both share in the profits. The Gemara offers two explanations. Rabbi Yechonin says, loy kasha, harimeyer bahar bihuda. This is actually the Machlekes Remei Rabbi Huda in our Mishnah regarding L'tzvoy Le'odem Mitzvoy Shachar. Remeir holds Naisin Le'demeit Samroi. The woman pays the owner only for his wool, but not for the Shvach, and he keeps the wool because he holds Shinakaina. As the Pnei Yeshua explains, Remeir holds a Mestachtabah Metziah called Maver Al-Dash Al-Balabais and a Goslin. If a person does not follow the owner's instructions, he's considered a Goslin. He reimburses the owner Kashas Gzela and acquires the actual item for himself. And for this very reason, the first b'risa rules in pichsu pichsu live and mesirisiruloi, because when he bought something else, he became a gazan, and therefore he owns it completely and reimburses the owner kishas exela. While Rabbi Huda holds in mashvach yeser al yitzia noisin esa yitzia, then mayitzia yeser al mashvach noisin esa shvach. The tzava receives only the lesser amount, and he must return the actual wool to the owner because he holds shinu enekayna. One who does not follow instructions does not, does not become a goslin, and he does not acquire the actual item, and for this very reason, the second brace of rules, the shleach and the balhamois share in the profits, because the agent did not completely acquire the barley through gazela. 
Nevertheless, in Pichsu Pichsu Loi, the Baal HaMois does not also share in the losses, because as Rash explains, the Lav Lav Seishadre, he was not his to cause him a loss. Rebbe says, Both Bryces concur with Rebbe However, Kan Lachila, Kan In the first Bryce, the Baal HaMois requested wheat for consumption. Therefore, he was particular. And when the agent bought barley, he becomes a Goslem. And in Pichsu Pichsu Loi, Vimeisir Heisir Loi. However, in the second price, the Balamois requested wheat for trade. Therefore, as Rashi explains, The owner was not particular. He is agreeable to buy anything that can be sold for a profit. And the shlich is not a gazlam, but a shutaf. Therefore, But even so, in because the lav shadre. The Gemara now elaborates on the second Bryce's halacha of Both the shlich and the Balamois own the grain regarding the prophets. The Bnei Marava asked, according to Rabbi Yechon, who says the Brisa concurs with Rabbi Huda, who holds Shina in the Kaina, how does the Baal Hamois acquire the wheat? The Shlich was not a Shlich to accept the wheat for the Baal Hamois because he did not follow instructions. Additionally, the seller does not know to transfer the wheat to the Baal Hamois since he assumes that the wheat was only intended for the agent who actually accepts it, but was not aware that it was also intended for the Baal Hamois. Rashi explains, however, that there is no question according to Rebbe Lazar, who says the Brisa concurs with Rameir, because the agent was a shlich to acquire the wheat for him since it was l'schayra and b'chalduhu nichlehu. There was no shinoi, and the agent did follow instructions. The Gemara says that this is not a question, because if so, even if the shlich does follow instructions, the Balhamois cannot acquire the wheat through the shlich, since the seller does not know to transfer the wheat to the Balhamois. Therefore, as the Rashba explains, regarding this seller, we must say, The seller intends to transfer the wheat to the one who owns the money. And regarding the agent, He does accept the wheat for the Balamois, even though he did not follow instructions. The Benema Rava hold the seller intends to transfer the wheat only to the one who actually accepts it, and only regarding Chitin Mechitin. He does accept the wheat for the Balamois because he did follow instructions. But he does not accept the wheat for the Balamois because he did not follow instructions. The Gemara cites a Bryce which states as follows. If a person bought a field in the name of his friend, he's not compelled to sell it. But if he's so stipulated, he is compelled to sell it. Rav Sheshit explains the Bryce as follows. If he bought the field for himself, but told the seller to write the Shtar Mechira, the deed, to the Resh Galusa, to prevent others from making claims to the field, the Resh Galusa is not compelled to write a second Shtar Mechira, that he resold the field to the true buyer. But if the buyer is so stipulated to the Mechira, the Resh Galusa is compelled to write a second Shtar Mechira for the true buyer. The Gemara rejects this understanding because the Resh Galusa can claim, I do not want neither your honor nor your dishonor of writing a shtar. Therefore, Abaya explains, The Meicher is not compelled to write a second shtar to the true buyer. Therefore, Abaya explains, 
In Kriven es ha-meicher limker zimnachriti. The meicher is not compelled to write a second shtamachira to the true buyer. Ve mamalei amanas, kriven es ha-meicher limker. But if the buyer so stipulated, the meicher is compelled to write a second shtamachira for the true buyer. As the Gemara explains, the amaluhu l'sahadi kamedi dei, chazud ishtara achrin l'kabeinah. Even if the buyer did not say it directly to the meicher, but rather he said it to the edim in the meicher's presence, kriven es ha-meicher limker. Because the Lakeach claims, I purposely said this to the witnesses in your presence because it was intended for you.